From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name's Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society Editor for The Conversation, and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Michelle, it's only one week to go until the budget to be handed down next Tuesday, and Treasurer Jim Chalmers has been at great pains to tell us how grim the economic outlook is, hasn't he? So what do we know about the budget so far? As you say, the Treasurer has had a a negative message for weeks and weeks about the general economic situation, and that was just reinforced after his uh, trip last week to the United States to get the latest briefings on how things were looking internationally. So he's anxious to say that this is a batten down the hatches budget. He's uh, describing it as workmanlike. He's saying it's not going to be flashy. We do know that there will be quite a lot of cuts in it though and I think that the dimension of those cuts has grown over the months and over recent weeks and they will hit very much programs that the former government brought in. Uh, They may hit the regions uh, in particular, some of those deals that Barnaby Joyce got for agreeing to net zero by 2050. So that'll be a, a negative of the budget. I think that there will be Obviously, some positives, but not money splashed around, even though people are feeling increasingly the cost of living pinch with rising uh, grocery prices, with rising costs of their mortgages. And of course, the last uh, little while has added to the pressures both to the individual households and to the budget because of the floods. And Jim Chalmers this week made the point that that cost would also go into the budget, although this particular budget won't be able to factor in very precise numbers. That'll be for later because, of course, that crisis is still unfolding. Okay, Michelle, today Bill Shorten, who's the minister responsible for the NDIS, announced a review into the scheme to deal with its spiralling costs. What else did he have to say? This review will be looking essentially at making the NDIS more sustainable as well as delivering better the services that it gives uh, to people. Now, this has been a a landmark reform by uh, the Australian government over the years, started under the Labor government, and of course Bill Shorten was uh, a father of the scheme, as it were, when he was uh, quite junior in that Labor government government, the previous Labor government, but uh, then it was uh, developed by the coalition government, but it has run out of um, control to some extent. There are a lot of complaints by some people who feel that they don't get adequate services and there's a lot of... uh, contested cases, but also in terms of the financing of it, Bill Shorten revealed that the projected cost of the scheme has blown out by some $8.8 billion over four years between the last budget, which was only brought down by Josh Frydenberg in March, and this budget that's being brought down next week. So that just shows that uh, the scheme does need uh, review, and I think that 
uh, what's been announced will be a root and branch overhaul of it. The review is being led by Professor Bruce Bonnie Hady, who was one of the architects of the scheme and also co-chaired by a former senior public servant, Lisa Paul, who were formerly headed the education department and they will be looking at these two aspects sustainability but also making the scheme more responsive to the needs of its clients. And speaking of spiralling costs there were reports in the nine papers and the ABC of some very serious allegations of doctors rorting Medicare. How has the government responded to this and how likely are they to actually do something about it? Well again we're running into a big dollar figures here. The suggestions were that some $8 billion was uh, involved, nearly 30% of Medicare's annual budget. Uh, the government has said it's very concerned about these reports, but at the same time, uh, it has uh, been inclined to think that the uh, actual numbers involved are not as great as uh, the claims have suggested. And therefore, I think that there will be scrutiny, but uh, maybe the, the scandal, while significant, mightn't be quite as massive as we're being led to believe. All right, Michelle. And finally, uh, yesterday the government released its 10-year national plan to end violence against women and children. So while there have been some welcome developments in the plan and, and a lot of positive feedback about that, there's also still a lot of detail that's yet to be released. And importantly, we don't know anything about funding for all of this, do we? The plan, as you say, has uh, positives and it's much needed. This is a, a terrible problem uh, for Australian society, a disgraceful problem really given the extent of the violence uh, against women. But we don't know the fine print and we've obviously heard a lot of this before. There have been earlier efforts but they haven't been uh, successful in reducing the, the extent of the problem. And I think that what we'll see is uh, there'll be some money in the budget. I don't think that it would be credible for the government to to release this plan and not have something extra in the budget. But I think that the plan does fall down uh, on some grounds. Partly it's generality, but also the suggestion that uh, it makes of eliminating violence against women and children in a generation. Uh, it's just obviously not credible. And some critics have said that what it needs to do is have much more... Uh, tangible and meaningful targets. And I think another fault of it is that it leaves for later the uh, spelling out of a detailed plan for combating violence against women in Indigenous communities. Now, the government says that it wants the women to be uh, the drivers of working out what's to be done, but that does seem to be uh, kicking the issue down the road to some extent, I think, and we do know that uh, violence in those communities against women is actually uh, considerably worse than in the general community where uh, it's very bad indeed. Yes, well, the, uh, the promise to end violence within a generation smacks a little bit of Bob Hawke's promise that no Australian child would be living in poverty by 1990, which also came back to haunt him, didn't it? 
Well, yes, but he at least had the excuse, I think, that the qualification was somewhere there in the fine print, but in this case it seems to be a pretty um, definitive statement. All right, Michelle, terrific to talk with you as always. Thanks very much. Thanks, Amanda. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com.